Hello everyone, welcome back to the One Talk podcast. Here with your host Ryan. Today we've got an epic guest on. I found this fella on TikTok one day, and then I dived into his whole world on social media, and I became obsessed with his content, also his journey and content he puts out, and the value that he puts out in the world. So, very honoured to introduce Racker. What's good, brother? How you doing? Good, bro. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. And thanks for the intro too, bro. Yeah. Like honestly, I put out content to inspire other people mm. and just hearing it from you firsthand. Yeah. Warms my heart. So thank you. All good, brother. Appreciate that, buzz. No, I really didn't. Like as soon because I wasn't searching for anything in particular. I was just scrolling on TikTok and then straight away, the first two seconds of your video, I was engaged. I was like, whoa, I want to see more. So I jumped on your TikTok scrolling through. I was like, bro, this is so much value. Down the rabbit hole. (laughs) Down the rabbit hole. So I want to guess I want to jump into the journey of like, how did you get to the point you're at now with with your business and everything that you're doing? Like, what's the journey of this all? Uh, It's been a crazy ride, to be honest. So I've been a father for eight years now. Mm. And I guess I didn't really take that leap of faith to... Pursue business until I had my second born. Two was two years ago, yeah, yeah, two kings now. And I didn't have that courage, that faith to actually dive deeper into what it is that I wanted to achieve mm-hmm. throughout life. I was just cruising through life, you know. Yeah. Like majority of other people just conforming to their nine to five life. Mm-hmm. Go work, go home, yeah. repeat. And that was literally me for the past, I guess, twenty how old am I now? I'm 27 now, so for the past 25 years, I was doing that shit. Yeah. But I always knew deep down, like I wanted to be a business person. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. First in my family to, I guess, change my family tree, <clears throat> excuse me, in terms of financial freedom. I always yeah. knew that I wanted that. So for the past two years, that's what my whole journey has been about, trying to chase that freedom that I, I know that I can fucking get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've started over 10 online businesses, my, my 10th one actually. Mm. service-based business and everything prior to this current point yeah i guess it's just just set me up for success yeah simple as i could put it so like all the lessons that are being acquired from i guess life your upbringing having two young boys or kings and then also diving into nine other businesses to get you to the point you're at now Mm, yeah absolutely and every business failure Mm. has more so been a, a, a lesson yeah and a blessing so I guess the past two years while I was trying to find my way out of that nine to five life, every single roadblock yeah. that has come, I've been able to break through mm. and just keep on fucking going. Yeah. Which is where I'm at the point now. So I've left my nine to five job uh, for the past three, four months. Fuck and yeah. and just, awesome. just living life. Bro. Yeah. I run a service based business now. So I run my own digital marketing agency. And I literally just work whenever the fuck I want to work. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. So how does that go for you, like with um, scheduling and timing and things like that? Because I know some people when they transition out of nine to five, they can feel stuck and they have to work that eight hour period in that day. And if they're not, they feel like they're lost. So did you have anything similar or did you just straight away know your own flow? Oh, because of my business model, like it's all on retainers. So yeah. I have a forecasted uh, revenue. So I know that for the X amount of months in the future, I'm guaranteed this amount. Yeah. So it definitely helped me transition outside of that nine to five life, having that security. Because mm. a lot of people, when they're selling their own products online, it all relies on how much you sell that week. Yeah. Whereas my business model, the service-based business, mm. I provide a service per month Yeah. and I get paid yeah. ahead of time, weekly, whatever. Mm. So I guess in terms of business aspect, 
when I was selling products, I was always scared about like the next week, like what if yeah. we don't sell this much product, we won't make much revenue. So I guess the reason why I left my nine to five job, I wasn't even ready, bro. Like honestly, yeah, I wasn't ready. Even though I had that security financial backing, yeah, it was only until my partner and my baby mama split up three, four months ago. Where I was like, fuck you, I'm gonna show you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna quit my full time job, I'm gonna be a stay at home dad, I'm gonna, yeah. be, I'm gonna be fucking the man. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I've been striving yeah. for the past few months. Yeah, well, one example for you, two boys as well, like just being able to see their father go through something like a breakup, but then also not letting that be a thing that destroys you. Mm. Even though it does come with the challenges, but the challenges you still fight through, but use that as a thing that drives you in life. Absolutely. Like one example that is Yeah you nailed it all on the head mm. Like honestly That came into my life Because we've been dating For 11 years Yeah Like honestly bro It came into my life To destroy me mm. To really I, I reckon any man That goes through A breakup After 11 years Yeah Will be destroyed mm. Like honestly And the fact that I'm here standing Becoming the better version of me yeah. I'm fucking proud of that Yeah 100% <laughs> and, right, I, and I love to remind myself Like I'm strong I'm courageous And I just gotta keep going Because I've got two kids bro yeah. It's easy When you're going through a breakup Just to lock yourself in a room mm. Like it's easy to just Block out the world And just give up yeah. On your dreams Your goals Whatever mm. It's so easy to do that But Not me Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've got a duty for my last name too Yeah Duty for your last name I Exactly right bro that's good, bro, because, yeah, it can rather go one way or the other because one thing I say to people when they say, um, like, when they explain, like, a scenario and the overall thing of it is disappointment, mm. disappointment can go two ways. It can rather destroy you or it can drive you. At that time, it's a decision if you're conscious of it of which way you're going to go. But it's also having people around you that can get that perspective in your mind, like, look, you have a decision here. You have a choice whether to drive or get let this thing destroy you. So I think that's another important thing of environment as well. So you can have people who can speak about you or to you with different perspectives on situations in life. Exactly right. And I almost fumbled the ball, bro. Like I quit my job, had all these clients. Mm. But then like during the first month, I was self-sabotaging. I was just thinking about giving up everything. And then when I got to like my last dollar, bro, Mm. I instantly said, nah, I got to get the fuck up. I got two kids to be their fucking hero. And I've got to pull my act together And that's yeah. what I've been doing The past two months And I think Like right now bro I'm happy Yeah that's good <laughs> I bro. wouldn't say I'm fulfilled yeah. But I'm really I'm in a great sport mm. Like all around Mentally Spiritually um, Physically yeah. I'm at peace Yeah And I think that's a great thing yeah. <laughs> Grateful <laughs> Yeah exactly right bro And like what does that journey look like Like coming from self-sabotage as well, like, what's that journey to come out of that to keep implementing on your mission and also showing up as a father? Mm. What I think is a lot of people know what needs to be done. Yeah. It's just people don't do it. Mm. Like, everyone knows, like, if you want to leave your nine-to-five job, now is the best opportunity. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Like, everyone knows, like, TikTok is massive. Mm. But it's who takes action Yeah, that speaks louder. And that's literally what my journey the past two years has been about. It's like, yeah, I always wanted to do something, but... Fucking just do it now. (laughs) And that's, I guess, been my biggest driver is actually just taking action because Mm. it is easy, like I said, just to sit there and just to dwell on the problems in the world and try and make people feel sorry for you. It's easy to do that. But if it was was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. 
That's the <laughs> big step, but like taking responsibility of yeah. your circumstance and what's going on and using that to be like, look, I'm responsible for everything that's happening. I'm also responsible for what's going to happen next, mm. whether it's good or bad or staying a victim mindset. Because I know people, when we have potential in life and we have a goal in life and we start getting closer to that potential, us as humans unconsciously or subconsciously implement self-sabotaging behaviors to then give us a reason why we never reached that potential. So mm. then it's like a tap out. It's in human nature. But once you become conscious of you're going to start slowly implementing self-sabotaging behaviors, once you start getting closer to your potential, you can then put in the roadblocks to be like, no, fuck you, self-sabotage. You're not coming into my life. Then you yep. can keep exceeding in life. Yeah, exactly right. You said that perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> How about yourself? Has um, your journey been the past two years? Two years. Fuck, my journey the last two years has been, it's been good. It's been really good. I think, I don't think, I know. These last two years have been the best two years of my life. Mm. Um, I started mental health experience, like my brand. Um, I started that about four and a half years ago. I remember when I started that brand, I was shitting myself to speak about mental health online. Yeah. Like, cause, but I knew like I had a crazy journey and story in life that I had to share, but I was completely shit myself was a judgment and all this type of stuff. But what I did was I said, fuck it, I got to go after it. I just got to post and see where it takes me. The reason I'm mentioning this, because fast forward into these last two years is that mental health experience has brought me so much opportunities in my life. Mm. Like it's brought me this podcast. It's brought me... Um, my business has brought me connections and meeting awesome people like you. It's also brought Appreciate me that. into like a great mental health spot in my life. It's brought me so many beautiful things just by starting that one thing and thinking, fuck it. So these last two years, bro, have been absolutely epic. And it's yeah. been a journey as well because I've been on two different types of journeys. So probably the first year of the last two years was more of a lot of mental health and that deep side of it because I was a former drug addict and I came out on a really bad end of mental illness. And then the second year, which is the last year, I'm probably getting people confused with all my numbers here. <laughs> I'm confused, so yes. <laughs> and this last year, I've been more like the spiritual, internal, very deep universe journey as well and understanding that side of it. And that's brought a massive shift in my life too. Mm. So these last two years has been a lot of learnings and a lot of beauty in life. Yeah, I love that. How yeah. would you rate your current mental health right now? I, honestly, I'd rate it a 9.9. 9. Yeah, what like, makes you say that? I say that because anything, I see every single emotion that I feel as feedback. So if I feel anger, if I feel anxiety, if I feel depression, if I feel frustrated, it's all feedback. And then after that, I'm straight away, I get conscious of it, and then I respond to the feedback to make sure I get like a good outcome. So I'm always aware of how I feel, and I've done this for a long time, that I know the skills and tools to be able to implement, to fight back on anything that I feel, especially things like intrusive thoughts, negative thoughts, overthinking, anxiety, depression. Like I've come to a point now where I understand myself to a point that no matter what bad I feel in the world, it'll always have a good response and a good outcome. So yeah. it's just having a mindset and trying to always be conscious. Obviously, sometimes I have a moment and then my missus will be like, oi. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, true, yeah, you're being right. Like I'm in that, um, that old mindset and just shifting back. So the reason I say 9.9 .9 is not because life is perfect 24-7. It's just that I'm always, I'm always responding in the right way to any situation. That's good. Yeah. I love that for you because it's so easy to – just get stuck into those overthinking thoughts and yeah. thinking bad about yourself, especially. Mm. A lot of people go down that rabbit hole of yeah. self-sabotaging. 
mentally and yeah. it just stops them in their physical traits. So what would you say relates to bad mental health? Bad mental health. I think it's a massive, <clears throat> I think it's a combination of stuff we consume. It can be also the food we consume, the environment we consume. It's consumption, all these things that we do on a daily basis. It's our habits, our habits, and also our unconscious behaviours and beliefs. Mm. So everything that's instilled from us up until the age of seven, because up to the age of seven, we're in a brainwave state called a theta brainwave state. Yep. And everything we attain in that um, bracket of age, we then acquire for life. And that's where a lot of people's values and beliefs come from. Yep. But if people don't start understanding this and don't start trying to rewire so they can actually shift it to their own beliefs and their own values, they start imitating rather their parents, grandparents or their friends around them because their beliefs were brought up on that. So I don't think a lot of people actually have their own beliefs and values in this world. I think we're all Im imitated by our environments and we live and believe that that's us too. Until you actually peel back the layers of the onion and have that understanding of yourself, like what do I truly want? What do I truly believe? And then standing on top of that, once you know it, Mm, yeah. It just reminded me of a quote, and it's like, if you don't stand for anything, you stand for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so true because a lot of people don't even know their own values. Mm. They're just going throughout their days, just yeah, going around in circles. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and once you do figure out your true values, your true beliefs, that's when I think that's where growth happens. Yeah, one hundred percent. Happiness mm. comes with growth. Yeah, most definitely. Did you like you said that? You've had this belief for a long time that you're going to make it, you're going to become this person you've always envisioned to become. Like, was that something you can remember from day one or is this something that was instilled in you as a young person? Or? As a very, very young person. Yeah. Like, I was always, one memory that just sparked to mind, like, I'll be sitting on the bus, school bus, mm. not even school bus, like, with my parents when I was not even in school. Yeah. And I'd be looking at the window and this is back when, before even cash converters started, and I, I would see, like, a $2 stop. And I was like, fuck, that's a great idea. Buy low, sell high. Yeah. And I always knew that that was something that I wanted to do. And I always wanted to actually start my own cash converters. Before it was even actually a thing. Mm. And then I just think that all through life, I it was always an idea of yeah. it was going to happen. Yeah. Not if, it was just when. When. Yeah. yeah and I, I would... I just stand by that. Like mm. I always knew that it was going to be something bigger and that I was going to be the change. Yeah. Uh, for my family, so mm. from a very young age. Yeah, that's epic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good though. But it's good that you're able to realize that, but then also then take the action on top of that. Mm. Like, it didn't come until years yeah. later, like even through school. Like <laughs> I go to school, bro, sell ciggies, yeah, sell this and that at school, but I didn't really kick into gear until like the past four years maybe yeah which is when I actually started taking action you know going to garage sales like Gary Retools going to mm. cash converters and actually buying from there and flipping it online yeah. like I was doing that shit and that's what I guess pushed me into where I am currently mm. I guess the start yeah. starting point because even when working my 9 to 5 job I'd go to cash converters every weekend go buy some shit and then just sell it yeah. the following week yeah. on Marketplace <laughs> <laughs> and I love that <laughs> can't scale that yeah. but I loved it yeah that's good so who were your inspirations or do you have any inspirations now as well in life in terms of just life in general yeah I wouldn't say people that you completely like look up to but just people that you look that you watch their content like a Gary Vee like fuck I need to do something like that I should try something like that is there anyone out there or anything out there that gives you inspiration in life? Uh, number one would be my dad. 
Yeah. He's just hardworking. Yeah. Kind, gentle. Yeah. Like, those are probably the three top words that I'd put for him. He'd be there for anyone. He'd do anything for anyone. And he'd work his ass off for anyone. Yeah. And that's literally something that I want to instill in myself mm. and pass on to my kids because I fucking love it. Like, yeah. It's just something that warms my heart. Uh, number two would be Gary V. Mm. Like, he's been someone that I've been playing in my ear for the past two years. Yeah. And I've been studying him a lot and I've been following his lead and just mm. taking bits and pieces of his advice and implementing it in my life. And it's yeah. been working out so far. <laughs> <laughs> and then inspiration-wise, another one would be, I guess, just your other motivational speakers. So your Tony Robbins, mm. uh, your Bob Proctor's. Um, yeah. Earl Nightingale is another one that I listen to a lot. And yeah. Do you, have you been or do you go to much like personal development events or retreats or anything like that? Uh, not as of late. I wouldn't say personal development. Uh, it could be in the same uh, aspect, I guess. I go to a lot of business yeah. uh, seminars. Oh, awesome. Which I guess falls into the same as personal development, yeah. but not recently. Yeah. Not since COVID. Before COVID, pre-COVID. Yeah. 100%. I was always jumping outside of my comfort zone because mm. that's fucking hard. Like, a lot of people get scared to even go to yeah. something like that, especially by yourself. Bro. Oh, 100%, yeah. <laughs> but, then it, uh, but then again, if, like, if your environment doesn't want to come with you mm. and... You're not courageous enough to go by yourself. Yeah. And who the fuck's going to go? <laughs> exactly. Like, cause I remember when I first started going to like, um, there was this thing up on the coast. It's bigger now, but cool to be conscious. And over a year ago, probably nearly two years ago, I um, was like, oh, I want to go to this thing. It's like breath work and meditation. And I was like, I haven't done either of them before, but I want to learn what it's about and try because before I went to cool to be conscious, I would try and do a meditation I'd sit there with my eyes closed. This is fucking shit. It's not working. It's hard, eh? <laughs> yeah. And then once I went to this um, event up in the coast and they like facilitated it, I then understood like the flow of it. But I nearly didn't go because none of my friends would want to go. Mm. Fuck, I couldn't want to go to this thing by myself. But honestly, that was the best thing I ever did was go by myself. And now when I go to like events and cinemas and things like that, like I try and do go by myself. Unless someone hits me up saying they want to go together. I'm like, yeah, for sure. But usually I don't plan to go with anyone because I feel like I get the best experience when by myself because I'm forced to go and meet people. I'm forced to put myself out there and I'm not going to have any like thoughts in my mind of like shying away and going back to my safety. Because yeah. like I'm completely by myself. I'm like, fuck, I know I've got to be here and interact. So that's a good thing about just putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Exactly right. Comfort kills a lot of people's dreams. Mm. Yeah. Actually, that's where a lot of dreams go to die. Yeah. <laughs> that comfortable lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And that's like getting out of the nine to five too and then actually stepping in. It's like your goals and dreams and your career. Like what is the impact that you wanted to make? Like when you were leaving your nine to five, like what was it that you wanted to impact on? Uh, I just wanted to prove my ex wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I really wanted to, I guess, take that leap of faith. Yeah, because I seen this quote like literally that week it happened, and it was like when it feels scary to jump, mm. that's when you should jump. Yeah, and that's literally what I did. That as soon as I literally saw that quote, and I always knew that I was gonna get out of there. Yeah, actually at the beginning of the year, I made a goal to get out of the nine to five life by mm. June thirtieth. Yeah, so I was always manifesting. I was always working towards that goal, mm. and to be able to do it like I think it was twenty one days early. Yeah, than my actual goal. I was like fucking super fucking proud of that. Yeah. And even though I didn't know how it was going to happen, 
Mm. It just happened when it was meant to happen. Yeah. And I guess that's just how the universe works. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you manifest. Like, Because exactly. what does like manifestation look like to you? Oh, I've manifested everything. Yeah. That I've currently got. Like, honestly, I believe in it. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I do it every day. I manifest a lot. I visualize a lot. Mm. I meditate a lot. I'm really into that type of stuff because yeah. it's all energy. Right? 100%. When you're beginning, you're like, you think it's all mindset. Yeah. And although it is all mindset, once you figure out it's energy, mm. that's when it fucking really <laughs> kicks into gear. Because yeah. you unlock that mindset and then you unlock the energy. Mm. Oh, bro. That's when you become unstoppable. 100% <laughs> because I'm like, with manifestation, I believe like whatever deep belief you instill on yourself, you will get. So like, if you're like, I'm going to become rich or I am I am becoming rich, you'll become rich because then the opportunities will present itself and yeah. you'll have that perspective of, of to take that endeavor instead of just trying to overthink everything. Like you're going to step into that a lot more because you've got that mindset. Like this is an opportunity for me. Yeah, exactly right. And I do like morning affirmations. I always yeah. remind myself who the fuck I am. <laughs> yeah, that's a good brain. <laughs> and even though like it's it's not in a conscious being right now. Yeah. Like I know that eventually it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Because everything that I've manifested currently is, has happened mm. just the way it's meant to happen. Yeah. And I'm just grateful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good that you fucking do the, um, you remind yourself who you are. Yeah. So I do that too, bro. Like I'm at the gym and after, like before the gym, I'm like walking and dragging my feet. After the gym, like staring at myself in the mirror, like, you're the fucking man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's good yeah. to actually have that because it just fires you up so much in like a good way and it makes you just want to keep smashing life. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. there's a lot of people out there that like, they'll come up with stupid ass excuses, not even excuses, just something to bring them own, yeah. their own self down. Mm. And then it just happens. Like yeah. if someone was to say, oh, I'm fat, like, mm. yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> you got an opportunity to do something yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. But when you flip it, and you say, nah, I'm not fat, I'm fucking sexy. Yeah. Like you start to feel it mm. and then the world starts to react to it mm. and then prove your rights. Yeah. And I, I fully believe in that. 100%. Like when I was addicted to drugs, if I never manifested sobriety, I would not have got sober. Like if I never, if I just kept trying to overthink everything, I would have just stayed addicted to drugs. But yeah. the, the thing that I manifested was sobriety, then I eventually just found a way. Mm. just through the um, universe because I'm a big believer of the universe as well like I'm reading the book that book up there at the moment it's called The Gene Keys and The Gene Keys is all about um, how the universe aligns with your genetics yep. now everything has like a shadow a city and it's like a very deep book but it's an awesome book because like just just say today I felt um, I felt dissatisfaction I'll go into that book find the shadow of dissatisfaction then read the whole chapter on it then they'll just give you that brand new perspective and then you manifest the um, the city side of it, which is the gift. Mm. Yeah, so that's an Very epic book. So you into reading a lot? Yeah, I love reading and audio books. Yeah. yeah. What's your favourite book so far? Oof. Most impactful book would be The Way of the Superior Man. Have you ever read that? No. Nah. No. Nah. So this, actually, this is crazy. This is back in manifestation. So when I did The Way of the Superior Man, um, I got... Uh, not long out of a relationship, maybe oh, it, was, it was a couple of years, so about two years out of my um, last relationship. It's very toxic on both ends. I'm not going to sit here and say I was a perfect man, mm. but I was just, I was so lost as a man. Like, I didn't understand myself, mission. Like, I was just so confused in life, and I was just living just to live, basically. Yeah. And the way the superior man, I listened to it as an audio book, and that shifted my whole perspective on life, especially as me as a being what type of um, woman I need in my life to be able to fit myself and also what men I can show up to be to then give my best version of myself in a relationship. 
and also the best version of myself into life as well. Listen to that book and they just triggered all those thoughts in my mind. And literally about four weeks later, I received a message on Bumble from my missus, <laughs> my current missus now. Like, hey. And I was like, oh, hey. And then started talking and eventually went on the date with her and then, yeah, now we're together. But yeah, that book was like a massive shift just because it brought me a really healthy relationship in life, but also a really healthy relationship with self because it made me understand like the masculine and feminine side of me. Mm. Yeah. That's so important in relationships, right? Mm. masculine and feminine yeah because especially us as men like we have like back then like my thing was I have to be masculine all the time I've got to step inside masculine this is how I'm going to survive in life this is how people are going to respect me but once I realised that every man has a feminine side to himself and that's how we can actually not just get through our emotions but it's also how we can access like that flow state through meditation it's also how we um, access like creativity it's how we access expression and things like this is for our feminine side. So understanding that and then using that to its power was then able to bring a great somewhat of balance to my life and understanding that, look, I have both sides. And if I'm feeling a masculine, I can use that for my analytical problem-solving issues in life. Then when I feel like I'm in my feminine, I can use that for my creativity and my expression with my work and things like that. So embracing both sides and utilizing both of them to get outcomes. Mm, I love that. You just captivated the fuck out of me with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's very inspiring. <laughs> yeah, I've got a tool that you can use too. Like put one of your fingers under your nostrils and f- see which nostril you're breathing out the most. So, Oh, I know mine's this one. Your left. So that means right now you're in your feminine. So that means you're in your right side of your brain. It's in your creative flow side oh, of your brain. My nose is broken though. So. Oh, okay. Well, it's a bit tricky. I don't have an answer now. <laughs> but yeah, just you'll be able to feel like if you're ever in the moment and you're trying to do something that's problem solving and like more analytical, you know, I can't get this right. It's because then you're more so in your right side of your brain, which is your feminine. So it's so, then you try and step into something that's more creative, something more expressive, and that will feel more natural on that stage. But if you're trying to do something that's creative, like trying to create content, you can't think of anything. It's probably because you're back in that masculine mindset of trying to problem solve and be more analytical. God damn! Yeah, I need a notebook. Yeah. <laughs> so when you you're in the shit down. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as you find yourself in that creative flow, um, yeah, just utilize that, but don't force it. Just use that time and energy to do rather the masculine or the feminine side of things, and you'll get a bigger outcome because your time's going to be spent less on each thing. Because when you try and force something, you're going to be sitting there for like hours, like, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. But instead, if you wait until you're in that back in that state of rather feminine or masculine, depending on the task you're doing, that two-hour job is going to take 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that actually makes a lot of sense. So how would you say you get out of that problem into a solution? Like, um, do you have like an example? Uh, let's say you, you, you need to clean the house. Yeah. But you don't want to clean. so well the first thing would be discipline so implement discipline but in terms of like the feminine masculine um, way I think it's centering yourself because I feel like we can get so conflicted with thoughts Mm. especially if you're trying to overanalyze your own emotions and feelings but even if it's just like not even that deeper level it's just like fuck this like type thing I don't want to clean the house it's just becoming completely present because we can't be stuck in our thoughts and we're actually thoughtless when we're completely present so find that two second gap that you become present and as soon as you become present like I'm disciplined then implement that discipline and get your shit done <laughs> perfect answer I was, I was yeah. thinking exactly the same thing that's yeah. perfect bro. Yeah, I was about to say like what's your perspective on that 
Oh, uh, pretty much the exact same yeah. thing. Like, like you said, like you can sit there and overthink about mm. doing X task. Yeah, you can actually just get the fuck up and do it. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I see that you're like big into gym and stuff. Like, how do you find like I say the motivation to show up on the days you don't feel like showing up? Oh, it's very hard. Yeah, it's very hard. I guess there's got to be a, a deeper dog inside of you to yeah. like, get the fuck up and go yeah. to the gym. Like, but the best thing about it is like when you see progress mm. because it's hard when you go into the gym and you're not seeing much progress in the beginning, yeah. very beginning, especially. That's where a lot of people get get trapped. Mm. Like they, yeah, I've been going to the gym, but they're not seeing the progress that they thought they would have seen by now yeah but once you do you stay consistent and then you see that progress that's what motivates you the most. yeah so i guess that's one big thing for me but i like it i enjoy it and it's good for my mental physical yeah. health so i just i just stick to it it's just a part of me now yeah how long have you been doing it for gym yeah uh, oh like six years yeah true doesn't look like it, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw your story the other day. Your shoulders are popping hectic. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking all right. Just <laughs> <laughs> bigging you up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just a big part of my my life now. Epic. Like you feel good, you yeah. you look good, and yeah. I mean, what else could you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, what what made you want to start the gym? Uh funny story. So I went on holidays with the family. Uh Exactly six years ago. Six years ago, twenty sixteen. Yeah, that's when I first started gym. Anyways, yeah, I went holidays back home to the Cook Islands. Mm. Yeah, and every day we went to the beach because it's a real tropical island. You're always yeah. at the beach. It's very sunny. Going on cruises and shit. But every single time I went to the beach, bro, I was wearing a singlet because yeah. I was scared of my body. Mm. Like I was very chubby back then. I was yeah. wasn't in shape at all. I didn't work out at all. Yeah. Wasn't doing any any physical activity at all, just going yeah. to work, fucking playing the game, and then that's it. Mm. And when we were on holidays, just being at the gym, oh, at the gym, being at the at the beach with a sh- with a single on, and being scared to jump into the water without a shirt, bro, that demotivated the fuck out of me. It yeah, really woke me up. Like, nah, no more. Mm. And that's and then as soon as we came home from the holiday, signed up to the gym and just looked like a sexy motherfucker since. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You work out, yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Yeah, no, yeah. I work. I've been training since about probably about seven years. So probably similar time frame. Um, for me, when I started gym, I was about fifty-eight kilos. It's like I was severely skinny what? from um, drug abuse. Okay. And once I got sober, I actually started the gym while still a drug addict, but I was just like, I need to implement something healthy until I can give up this unhealthy habit. Started going to the gym at first, I was embarrassed because I couldn't even bench like just a stick that you fucking stretch yeah, with. Yeah. I was just like, bro, like this is embarrassing. But I just kept showing up. I was like, fuck it, people will judge no matter what. Yeah. And I think I had that mindset of not caring what people think because as a drug addict, you're like, fuck, I don't care about anyone. And yeah. I still had that mindset, which is kind of a benefit in my life if you don't use it for the wrong things. Mm. But yeah, once doing that, it actually helped me then implement becoming sober and then. From there, I just went this massive journey, just trying to bulk up. And then I became obsessed, probably about in 2015, I became obsessed with Joseph Rakic, yeah. watching all of his content. And I was just like, um, like, yeah, he was like a big motivation for me just to keep going and going and going and prove to me that I can gain size. Because at the time, like 58 kilos, 59 kilos, like I was like, I can't gain weight. I was stuck for like two years at a skinny weight. Mm. And eventually I just... Started following his programs, I beefed up, and then from there, it's just now it's just being like back and forth of 
bulking up and dropping and bulking, but it's all like how I feel at the time and yeah. keeping it in the flow state. But yeah, gym is a massive thing for me because I feel like when I exercise on a consistent basis, I'm disciplined in all other areas of my life. So I know like if I stop going to the gym, my discipline just goes. Mm. <laughs> then depression will kick back in, anxiety will kick back in. Then I'll just start going back to the old mindset and I'll start feeling more triggered. But once I'm in the gym, and I'm in that consistent basis, like it just keeps that good level in my life. Oh, yeah, well, you look healthy now. Yeah, cheers, bro. you doing, keep it up. Yeah, cheers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always been into weightlifting or do you do... Yeah, bro, since yeah. I started the gym. Yeah. Just straight into the gym, straight into the weights. Like yourself, bro, mm. couldn't lift a fucking bar. Yeah. Couldn't even lift the, the lightest dumbbells. Yeah. Like 10 kilos. Yeah. But that's that's just what it is. When you start something, it's always going to be hard. Yeah. It's just, you've got to stay consistent and mm. keep your goals in mind. I think that's the good thing about the gym too because like... Like I said, at the start, you bench the sticks, but eventually you see the progress and it's like yeah. that with anything in life. Like... If you can go from that situation in life to then grow into where you are now mm. in terms of like a physical aspect, like imagine that was where else you can go from if you train your mindset, your mental health, your business, your relationships, your relationship with your own self and all these other things as well. Like if you implement that same discipline and dedication, it's all areas of your life. Like you're going to get the same results everywhere else. Exactly right. Yeah. It's all around good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you're not at the gym, get your ass to the gym. Get to the gym. <laughs> Benefit from it. Yeah, 100%. So what's some things that you do at the moment? Because I know you said before, like you do meditation and stuff. Like what's, do you have like a routine in the mornings or night times or do you just flow and depends how your day is going? I have all my days set out. So morning routine because I'll wake it up, straight glass of water, mm. get into the system and then I'll go and journal. Yeah, nice. Put my things that I'm grateful for straight away, first thing in the morning. Mm. Or even when I first wake up, I always think, yeah, just grateful to be awake. Yeah. Just so, because right now I have a lot of overthinking going on, and I have a lot of fucking business things going on. Yeah. That I, as soon as I would wake up, I'd instantly think about it. Mm. Think about the problems. Yeah. But as of lately, yeah, just think about the things that I'm grateful for. As soon as I wake up, go grab a glass of water, then journal, and then meditate. Yeah. Do my morning affirmations, and that's pretty much my morning routine that mm. sets me up. In a good flow state. Yeah. It makes me feel productive, I mm. guess. Because a lot of people, when they wake up, if they sit on their phone for the first two hours, mm. the rest of the day, they're just going to keep chasing that dopamine. Yeah, 100%. And it's hard to get out of that mm. if you are trying to be productive. Yeah. That's why a lot of people, yeah, they go to work, but then they come home and sit back on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or they wake up, sit on TikTok, and then go to work. Yeah. It's very hard to get out of that. So the first thing in the morning it's crucial mm. I fully believe that your morning sets up your day I agree because I feel like I'm the same too bro like if I f implement a morning routine it gives me that sense of achievement mm. that achievement builds motivation and then it makes you want to get after your day after it yeah actually I missed one thing make your fucking bed yeah make your bed bro <laughs> every day make your bed that was that was honestly one of the best things I did like when people say to me like what should I do in my morning make your fucking bed like yeah. the way that can shift your whole mind like because I remember I'd come home to a messy room and I was be depressed looking at my room mm. now making sure that my bed is made every single morning like that is like a big pride thing for me at the moment yeah, yeah, like yeah. making that bed like it's a huge factor straight up and you accomplish something before you even leave your room yeah just by making your bed and it's not fucking hard yeah it's, <laughs> it's like 30 seconds not even yeah and it doesn't yeah. matter how bad your day is you always come back to a clean made bit yeah which is your your piece something so. you're proud of yeah exactly right how about yourself 
uh, my morning routine. Yeah, you got a solid morning routine. <clears throat> yeah, so I wake up in the mornings. I drink. I used to be. I used to be addicted to coffee. Hectic. So what I do now is I only have one coffee a day, but I don't have my coffee until after ninety minutes mm-hmm. because you got. I let my brain um, wake up in this natural cycle. It takes yeah. like sixty minutes minimum to do so. So now <clears throat> I wake up, have a glass of water, probably two glasses, depending on how long my morning is. But as soon as I wake up, I have a glass of water. Make my bed is the second thing. Then I got I bought a hammock. I sit outside of my hammock. And what I do is, I think this is an important thing for people to implement or at least give a try. One thing I implemented was I observe my thoughts every single morning. So the reason I do this is because if you observe your thoughts, you're training your mind to not attach emotions to thoughts. So that way you're not going to be triggered by thoughts when they arise in your mind. So if you train your mind every single every single morning to observe your thoughts and literally picture yourself sitting back like you're, like you're watching a movie, let every thought just float in and out your mind and don't try to get involved Then try to stop it. Just let them complete. Do that for about 10 minutes a day. I guarantee over a period of time, you'll see yourself not being emotionally attached to any of your thoughts. Obviously, some thoughts will arise and you will feel an emotional attachment to it, but you, then you've already implemented the practice of you know how to detach it. So yeah. I think that's an important thing is, yeah, learning how to detach your emotions from your thoughts. So that's something I am a big preacher of. Yeah, but then at the same breath, attach emotions to positive thoughts. Positive thoughts, exactly right, Yeah. I'm glad you touched on that. So yeah, the negative <laughs> intrusive thoughts detach from, but the positive ones attach some because you want to get that sense of fulfillment and gratitude. Yeah, and I've, yeah. Uh, that's like comes back to like the visualization. Yeah. And, uh, um, what's the other word called? Um, totally went blank. <laughs> right there. You just said let your thoughts go, and it did. <laughs> yeah, I totally went blank there. Sorry, my uh, so when you are in that state in the morning, do you journal it or do you just let it be? If something comes up that's important, I'll, I'll journal it. And important doesn't mean something like a business idea or something I have to remember. It could literally be like if like a negative thought comes in or intrusive thought comes in that I don't understand, I'll write it down and then come back to it so I can like try and really understand what that was. Because I feel like a lot of the things that we – here within our thoughts, a lot of it can be signals and messages for us to understand whether it is a gift it wants to give us, whether it's a city or whether it's a shadow that we have to work on. So depending on what it is, I do journal it as well, but I don't journal everything because a lot of this stuff is just just random, doesn't make sense. Like, why is that coming into my head? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the things that I feel like have an importance to it, for sure I'll write down. Yeah, how about your evening routine? You got one? Yeah, so my evening routine is... Every single night, I um, listen to 963 hertz uh, meditation frequency sounds. I do this for about 30 minutes. That's the exact same thing. I'm trying my mind to observe my thoughts and create that detachment. But also just observe my day and unwind and just relax. Because one thing I realized from like back in the day, I used to have severe anxiety to the point where my best mate would come to my house and I'd be in my room shaking from anxiety just to say hello to him. So one thing I realized, like if I implement this every single night, like I wake up just ease and calm every single morning because I'm easing and calming myself at night. So then I'm going to feel that way in the morning. It's just like flowing back into that. But also bef- uh, before I listen to those frequency sounds, I listen to rather a book or a podcast or a reader book yep. because um, every single night we're in our fate to brainwave state again. Yep. 
So I try and use all my learnings and knowledge before I go to bed when I'm in, when I'm in that state. And then I unwind with the meditation sounds just to process all the information and thoughts after it. Yeah, I love that. How good do you feel mm. when you have a solid night routine and then wake up? Yeah, bro. Yeah. You just feel so clear. Yeah, you do. And you feel like like it's just that sense of like achievement as well, like exactly. that deep-rooted achievement inside of yourself. Like, fuck, I'm, I'm staying on track of this. Even like I've had some times where I'm like, I don't even want to do meditation, even though I'm, I know how good it is for me. I have times I sit there, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to sit there and try and observe my thoughts. But yeah. why don't you just sit there and do it? And after like that five minute barrier and you break past that, you're just like, fuck, like this is good. <laughs> yeah, you always feel good after. Yeah. How about you? You got a night routine? Yeah, solid one actually. Yeah. So no phones strictly after nine. Mm, D&D goes straight on at nine o'clock and I don't yeah. look at any screens. So that's my get off the tools mm. after 9 p.m. And then I'll look at my schedule for tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I'll read a book. Nice. And then I'll journal, mm. another 10 minute journal. And then I'll say a prayer, give thanks to the universe. Yeah. And then I'll meditate and Epic. go sleep yeah. with my breathing techniques. Mm. What does meditation look like to you? Like what type of meditation do you I like? just do any guided on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not at that stage where you can just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, um, there's a dude called Jason Stevens. Okay. Steven, Stevenson, one of those two, but he's epic for guided meditations. He does really good, like, um, unwinding sleep ones as well. Yeah. How long do you usually meditate? Because I can't go past 10. Yeah. No, I don't meditate past 10 minutes. So yeah. for me, it's literally just to become present. Yeah. So when I meditate, it's anywhere between like two and five minutes. It's only because like I, I built up to be able to drop in quickly. At the start, it took me ages, but now it's like between two to five minutes, just depending on the moment. At night is longer, actually. It's probably up to 20 minutes just because I'm listening to sounds and my eyes are closed. So, but if I'm meditating through the day or in the mornings, I don't go over about 10 minutes because I feel like that 10 minute mark is just enough to get the benefits of it, but not waste time as well <laughs> exactly right yeah. yeah that's the big thing for me like i'm sitting there i'm like fuck surely it's been 10 minutes <laughs> and i'll take a quick peek and it's been like six I'm like fuck <laughs> like have you ever done wim hof method oh, i've heard Proving. about that yeah, yeah so i did that one before you come over i did it when i got home and like it was like it's 11 minutes long and like halfway through i'm like fuck surely this is nearly done yeah like, just yeah. trying to get over and done with but yeah just trusting it but yeah, yeah like 10 minutes max um if i'm doing like an hour breath, like that's a more of like a deep journey. I don't do that frequently, maybe once a month. Yep. That's like an hour to two hour deep one. But yeah, I try not to do those too much because those deep ones are more so of just going into and diving into like the deep depths of your mind, which mm. you don't want to do. Otherwise, you're just going to bond with your trauma. You don't want to do that. So yeah, those ones are probably like monthly or every second month. But like just normal 10 minute meditations are just, yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, brother. Um, also, being a father too, I want to dive into that because I actually have Absolutely. quite a few dads that listen to this podcast. Um, what's some of the biggest lessons you've had about being a father? Mm, that's a good question because there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest lesson is being present mm. because uh, they didn't ask to be in this world. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of dads that I've seen aren't present and it's hard like I get like being a parent is fucking hard especially when you're young yeah. I had my first child when I was 18 so it was a very big reality check at yeah. such a young age like you just you just got out of school and then yeah. boom you got a kid to look after yeah. so it really matured me in a great way mm. 
But uh, I guess the biggest lesson for me was just being present. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's so hard to sit there and your child's got fucking 50 billion questions. <laughs> <laughs> and all you want to do is sit on Instagram. <laughs> but at the same time, it's so rewarding being present mm. because you get to interact and you get to yeah. experience what it is to be like a kid again. Mm. And, like, you can't, you can't get that back. Yeah, and I love it. Like I love being a dad. I'm fucking proud to be a dad. Yeah, so, there's a lot of lessons I can't really pick too many out right now. But I think just being present. Mm. I think being proud. I think presence a good one too because, like, with um, I got niece and nephews, but I feel like when I'm present with them, I get the most love received back to me. Exactly. Because I feel like if you if you're not completely present, I feel like they can pick up on that energy as well. Exactly. Yeah. And like with my niece, for an example, because she's the oldest, she's only four four and a half but like when I'm completely present with her and just like actually listening to her and engaging back with her conversations even if it's about a stick named Greg like still mm, yeah. being present in that playful state with her like she just absolutely loves I it love she it, like though, she yeah. just thrives off it and it helps her also just express herself even more yeah. in healthier ways so yeah that's epic and it builds a stronger bond mm. like yeah. way stronger and, you feel, and I feel good when, I, when it happens to yeah. you so Two benefits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's good too because I think it's, it's a good example too, brother, that I know, um, probably speaking from personal experience, like I know fathers can lose track of their self-love, self-care and things like that when they have children because their focus goes a lot on their children. Mm. But it's so good to see yourself still implementing like morning routines, night routines, still trying to learn knowledge and acquire knowledge and still going to the gym and showing up for yourself like that is such an important example that you're showing to your kids. So that's, yeah. I think that goes back to being the proud as well. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that because I want to be my kids here. I want yeah. to lead the way. I want to show them the, the good example mm. because um, when we did have our first child, uh, for like the first five years Where I was always thinking about ideas Yeah But on the weekend I'd just get fucking stoned Get yeah. with the boys Just party Yeah And that's not what I wanted to Portray to my kids mm. That's not what That's not the man who, who the fuck I want to be like, yeah. I want to be the man Yeah <laughs> Not just any man Be man <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah I just want to lead the way And show them mm. The way Yeah I guess just be there for them mm. If anything Yeah That's epic bro Um What Books? What are you into at the moment? Um, I'm, I'm a bit picky with my books because if I can't implement it, yeah, then I won't read the rest of it. Yeah. So I don't really read biographies. Mm. Like I tried to read. Fuck, can't hurt me. David Goggins. Yeah, I yeah. tried to read. I love David Goggins, but I can't stand the book. Yeah. Like it's too much storytelling. Yeah. I like reading books and taking advantage mm. of the knowledge like yeah. straight away. So I like reading things that just give me. The, the tools and knowledge mm. to implement straight away, which is mindset. Yeah. Uh, any digital marketing books, yeah. any social media books. Like, uh, I don't read uh, much mental health books. Yeah. Anything. I do read this book called One Life, Good Life or something. Oh, true. By Vex King, and it's just got a bunch of quotes in there. Yeah. Just to help you with mental health, mm. especially. But then it goes down, like, implementing the mental health yeah. side of things. And, yeah, I just like implementing... Mm. I can't stand there reading a whole chapter. Yeah. And all I've learnt is about someone else's childhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it, but yeah. I, I can't use it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like, how are you going to implement this? Yeah. yeah, like, I'm the same, actually. Like, I when I first got into books, it was autobiographies just because of the storytelling. But once 
I found out that there's books out there that has tools that I can implement as strategies, also has um, people's learnings as well on it that I can actually implement in real time right now. Yeah. That's when I gravitate to those type of books. Like at the moment, I'm listening. I do a lot of audio books. I, don't, I rarely read physical copies. Um, I always have one on hand, but it's mainly audio books. But at the moment, I'm reading one called Breathe by James Nestor. Okay. And that book's really good because it just talks about um, the power of the breath. But the reason for the power of the breath is it's one of the biggest factors. Like our breath is one of the biggest factors for things like um, heart disease, um, respiratory issues, diabetes, and things like that. Like even though I don't have any of those issues now, but it's all preventable if I learn how to breathe properly. Well, breath is the first thing you get when you come here and <laughs> yeah. the last thing you get when you leave. Yeah. So controlling your breath. Breath is just life. Yeah. Like if you can control your breath, I fully believe that you can control your emotions, mm. your feelings and your actions. Yeah. Like, have you ever done an ice bath before? Oh, I take a cold shower every day. Yeah. I haven't never done an ice bath. Yeah. Well, it's similar with cold showers because I um, yeah implement cold showers too. And the thing with you realise with cold showers, if you control your breath mm. in that coldness, yeah. you calm yourself. You used to it so quick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just got to slow your breath down. If you can slow it down, yeah, powerful state through mm. anything. 100%. Especially high-stress situations. I find myself like, if, if something's bothering me or if I'm annoyed at something, mm. I can just feel it in my chest yeah. and it just reminds me like, oh, shit. Deep breath. Yeah. And then you just feel better like straight away, honestly. Yeah. Have you always been open to like that type of work within yourself? Because I know as men, like we can be like, nah, I'll figure it out. I got this. Is that something you've always had or is it something that you found in the journey of more so being open to these ideas I think it's something that I discovered along yeah. the journey because I would never have been the one to collect books yeah <laughs> <laughs> two years ago there was not a book on my shelf yeah. now there's like fucking 50 yeah and I, I think that just comes with personal growth mm. like there's one thing that just leads to another yeah especially because when you do go down this journey of personal um, development yeah you realise that a lot of people experience the same type of routines yeah same type of struggles and everyone kind of relates to one another yeah and i don't think it, it comes from a, a young age no. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think of meditating when i was 13 no, <laughs> no. so i guess it all just comes along the journey, or for me anyways yeah that's a big favorite how about you yeah i relate to that too for me no chance because um yeah definitely as a kid no way because I was um, addicted to drugs from 11 to 18. So that was my way of coping was doing drugs and partying and doing all that fucking crazy shit. But then once I got sober, I then was like in the dumps of depression, anxiety. And then I got to a point of like suicide ideation. And then, then it was an, it, that, at that point of suicide, it was rather kill myself, overdose, or um, try and find a way. I chose to try and find a way. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to be open-minded to the things that happen in my life and I need to take accountability for where I am at the moment because I think accountability was the biggest thing because I was in the victim mindset of blaming everyone for myself. Even though people do play a part, but you still got to take that accountability. Like, look, I can change this from here on out. Mm. And then once I implemented that, that's when the open-mindedness came into my life to try things. And meditation and breath work didn't come into my life until about a year and a half ago. But before breath work and meditation, there was gym. So gym was a big thing for me. And then that's what opened up the big space of personal development and learning these routines and learning all this and that and all these healthy coping mechanisms or just healthy habits in general. It was, yeah, definitely going to the gym. That opened my mind a lot. Yeah, man, I'm proud of you for yeah. finding a way. 
Oh, cheers, bro. I'm proud of you too. <laughs> You're doing good, buzz. <laughs> Two young yeah. kings showing up for ourselves. Exactly and right. Showing up for the people around us. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's hard to do that. Mm, a lot of yeah. people try to, not, not try to, but a lot of people just conform to yeah. what it is that they already have. Yeah. And they just get discouraged when, People don't get it. Yeah. Especially when, like, you're not doing anything with their life. People yeah. don't get, like, yeah, meditation feels yeah. good. Visualization feels good. Mm. People don't, won't usually get that until they mm. dive into their own personal growth journey. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, it's just taking a start. Because before I did breath work and meditation, I was like, I'm not going to sit in a circle of people and breathe. Like, that's weird. Yeah. Like, that was my mindset at the time. I know some people listen to this for relate. But, like, once I just fucking gave it a go, yeah. I was like, holy shit, like, this, like, I've never felt so much peace of mind in my life once I started doing that personal growth and put myself out there and going to places and meeting new people and just going on this journey inwards like I found like a big shift within myself and probably one of the proudest things I did was to take all this shit in life and use it as a tool to be able to be like look I can use this to make the best version of myself yeah yeah exactly you can either use it to make yourself better or use it yeah. to make yourself worse 100% <laughs> but like you were saying bro like just for different routines and mm. shit like a lot of people just get inspiration along the journey by following other people online yeah because cold showers I never would have thought would be beneficial yeah literally. so you see a video online and it's like yeah this successful person takes cold showers yeah and you're like oh shit if they do it then I'm gonna try it yeah. and then when you try it that's when you start to see the benefits of everything 100 that's so true because like when I got sober my the person I looked up to at that time to get sober who inspired me to do it was Cursor the rapper okay and I saw him get sober and I was like fuck like because I listened to his music from like the day he started and I'm like fuck he's getting sober like he's pretty hectic into it like me like, maybe I can get sober yep did that and then once I got into gym it was Joseph Rackage and I was like fuck I can actually beef up and not feel this way every time I go into a gym so I started implementing that and that just opened my eyes to much more things because once I got into the gym the other healthy habits I got on top of that was like oh I should drink more water because water's going to hydrate me and it's going to be more beneficial for my workout oh maybe I should stop eating so much fucking sugar and shitty food all the time Mm. and that created the healthy habit of eating more good foods for my body and then they just then they just kept going and going and going and building over time, and it's not something that happens overnight. Yep. Like it is literally a journey, yep. and it's just it's all about just getting that one percent gain every day. Just because I think a lot of people they're like I'm in this state right now and I want to be in this state, but they try and go like ten percent every day yep. or twenty percent every day. You just got to take a one percent each day, and then you'll eventually get to that goal that you'll get to. Because even if you do one percent every day. And in that year, you have like 65 days where you don't grow 1%. You're still growing 300% by the end of that year, minus that 65. So either way, just do your best to show up every single day. And I guarantee over time, that will compound into something for you. That's exactly right. The compound effect and Mm. like the thing with successful people and other people. Yeah. um, Successful people have bad days. Yeah, 100%. But they just don't have too many bad days in a row. Yeah. Whereas if you're unhappy with where you are mm. and you're not doing anything about it for one day, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But if you do it for one week, mm. and that's when you start to decline and that's yeah. when you just self-sabotage. But mm. the difference between successful people or go-getters, mm. I should say, uh, they they allow themselves to have that one bad day or yeah. two bad days. But they don't allow it to get under or yeah. out of control. And you got to allow it too. Like You can't always be like, all right, so I'm going to sit down and 
meditate and breathe, I'm going to be fine. Like some days you do need just to sit and just feel through it, maybe for a day or two. And then eventually like, like okay, I've fell through this now and now I can start building on top of this. But it is, and it's also important. That's why to have like an environment of people around you that can call you out. Like um, I work with a me- my mentor, Dion, and this is not too long ago. Like I had a bit of a break from the gym because of an injury, but one thing I started to do, like I was, I somewhat knew I was doing it, but I wasn't too aware of it until he pointed out. He's like, how long ago was your injury? I was like, X the next date. He goes, why aren't you back in the gym? I was like, oh, because of my injury. He's like, no, I'll get back in the fucking gym. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'll go back to the gym. Yeah. So like, he called me out and then I got back into the gym. I'm like, why did I stop coming? Like, yep. this is the thing that got me sober, got me motivated, got me full of confidence and all these good things in my life. And I'm like, why did I stop this but it's just once you get out of something he's trying to get back into it but I think that's and I'm going on different tangents here but like that's the importance of an environment because when you're having your bad moments like your environment knows what can bring you back up and it can be like bro just try this again do this again or have you forward this or how about this and then you can start implementing those things yeah I love that how's your what's your perspective on how important an environment is mm. I think environment is everything I feel like your environment is also a reflection of yourself. So perception is projection. Even though you can think that I'm outgrowing this environment, if you're still in that environment, that piece of that environment is still within you. And even if you leave that environment, it's still within you as well. But it's tough because it's the conflict of leaving your environment, but also not wanting to leave the people behind that's in that environment with you. So I think it's important to try and bring that perspective to the people that's in your circle. I don't think you should just get up and go. And like, unless it's a really bad situation, obviously it's circumstantial. But for me, I wanted to bring up my brothers. Like I wanted us all to grow. I wanted us all to raise. And fortunately enough, we all took that step together. We're all on our own journeys of how gradual we all come up, but we're all still trying to implement things that are going to make us better every day. And that was the beautiful thing because like, these are the same people like I was addicted to drugs with, but now we're all growing together. I so I still have found like new environments of people and I do still like implement, like even with my uh, mentor, I found him through getting into a new environment, but I've still stayed connected with my environment that I once was because yeah, I thought at the time, like, instead of just getting up and going, let's see if we can bring each other up first. And fortunately enough, we all did it. That's good. You've got a very solid circle there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Guys are all growing together. I think that's a beautiful thing. How about yourself, bro? Like, what's your perspective on the environment? Oh, like you said, it's, mm-hmm. it's fucking everything. Yeah. You are who you are, who you are because of who you hang out with. Yeah. And uh, someone does say that great quote, like, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Yeah, because who you do hang out with is eventually what you're gonna get. In. And mm-hmm. I think you, who you hang out with most, you stay within one to two thousand dollars of mm-hmm. however much they earn. Yeah, and if you look at your current friends, then mm-hmm. am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, I think it's important to like, like if you want to keep the same friend group, great, but still try to find people yeah. at the point that where you're trying to grow to. And it's not even necessarily about leaving yourself. Yeah. It's about having your own back to try things by yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to go to have a meal by themselves. Mm. They always got to rely on, hey, let's go, let's go grab a feed or yeah. let's go out and let's do this, let's do that. Mm. And if someone says no, 
Yeah. Or that person says no, they get demotivated mm. and they end up just staying home. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Then they don't, they don't end up doing what they want to do. Exactly. And it's hard yeah. to get out there and go after it by yourself. Mm. And it's not necessarily doing it by yourself for yourself. Yeah. Because you doing it for your yourself with the actions mm. also inspires other people. Low key. I love that. <laughs> You're not doing it by yourself, for yourself. Yeah. yeah, it's a good way to put it. Exactly, and I, my whole journey has been like, yeah, you guys can come with me, mm. or you can just just watch me, mm. and then when I make it, yeah, I'll fucking bring you with me. Yeah, and that's always been something that I've instilled in my brain because mm. I know I know my circle. Yeah, and I know that I can only give them so much. Yeah, and if they don't want to take it, mm. then that's up to them. Yeah, exactly. Like you can always give out the best tips, and I mean, it's fucking everywhere. It's on the internet now. Yeah, everyone knows you can literally do anything yeah I think that's the good thing about the type of work that we do because like mm. you put out content like very consistently as well so like all the answers are on your page as exactly well right. <laughs> yeah. it's a blueprint on my it's page it's a blueprint yeah. yeah like my whole journey I've just documented everything and I haven't deleted anything yeah so everything from day dot to now it's just like literally mm. been my whole journey and you can go through my content mm. and you'll see how much it's changed yeah over the years I just look back at it. That's probably one of my biggest reminders. Actually. Yeah. Going back through my own content mm. and it's something that I've left for my kids, my kids' kids. And yeah. I think that's the best thing about content. It's just <laughs> like an imprint that's stuck there forever in yeah. a good way. Once yeah. it's on the internet, it's there forever. Yeah. Like, how do you find like inspiration? Like, let me wear this properly. Like when you're trying to create content and you can't think of content to create, like how do you find the inspiration of what to create? Oh, you just repurpose it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Upload it again. Yeah. <laughs> That's the easy answer. But the hard answer is you gotta you gotta know what it is that you do. Yeah. Like it's hard to create content when you don't know what your content is. Mm. So the best thing that you could do right away is just figure out who you are as a person and what kind of value you can bring to the world. Mm. And value comes in all different shapes or form. I guess value gets overlooked now is you gotta solve a problem. Yeah, but value can also be just you speaking your truth mm. because a lot of people will resonate with that. Yeah, and that's what I started in my, in my journey was just literally by just documenting my day mm. and just sticking with it. Yeah, not necessarily solving any problem or anything, mm. but just knowing I'm going to be somewhere someday. Yeah, and I'm going to look back at this and be like, I'm fucking glad. I'm yeah, so yeah, if you can't figure out what to post, mm. just be yourself. Yeah, because people will buy into your journey as well, yeah, like your life as well. Because the way I see it, like people, like even myself, like I've loved watching reality TV shows. Yeah. It's the exact same with like Instagram. Like you can create your own reality TV show on Instagram, exactly right. but then just jam it with all the good stuff that you um, offer as well. Yeah, and a lot of people get stuck from starting because they're stuck in the perfectionist. Yeah, especially nowadays. Yeah, you know, TikTok and just the way the content is now. Mm. People are quick to judge yeah. their own ability to create content to someone else that's already been doing it for fucking three, yeah. 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And But if you go back three, 20 years to their first piece of content, you'll see that it ain't the fucking yeah. best. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Everything has growth and everything starts somewhere. Like you look at a sunflower, like that was no, it's a sunflower. That was a seed at one point in time and it grew into that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You just got to keep watering it. Yeah. You keep watering <laughs> it. Go show up for it. And yeah, that's that's the beauty of what we do because I know, like you're saying before, you went from product into offering service. I think the beauty of service is the more 
you sell and service, the more impact you're making. I feel like that's the beauty of that type of um, industry. Yeah, and it didn't come until after I experienced the product or Yeah. Because when you are starting brands and shit, I found for myself branding, marketing and content creation was something that I was good at. Yeah. And something that I really enjoyed. And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't actually start trying to build a business to yeah. start with. And I always thought like, yeah, I want to run my own business. I want to have my own warehouse full of stuff. Yeah. And then when you get to a certain point, you're like, oh, actually, I don't actually want that. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people will get stuck from actually chasing after their dreams because they don't know what they want. Yeah. But them not actually taking action mm. ain't going to reveal what yeah, it is exactly. that they're trying to find. Yeah. <laughs> That's why just, yeah, just taking that step is so important. Because yeah. yeah. if you don't take that step, you never get the answer. Yeah, I'm big on action. Yeah. Action speaks loud. So would you say that's like one of your biggest tips for someone that is out there that would have a bit of an idea and like, fuck, it needs to be perfect. Would your answer just be just take the action and see where it takes you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because the idea doesn't come to you for no reason. Mm. It comes to you for a specific reason. Yeah. So if there's an idea in your head and you're scared to take action, mm. Figure out why the fuck you're scared. Yeah. And I can guarantee it's probably because you're, you're scared of judgment. Mm-hmm. You're scared of failing. You're yeah. scared of looking a certain way because you're starting from a certain point. Mm. Then you start comparing yourself with people who've been in the industry or whatever you're trying to get into for like over 10 years. And you're like, oh, I'm not this person, but you're not going to be yet. Like you just got to take that step and you'll grow into your own unique version of that. Exactly right. You just got to start. Yeah. Like that's just a simple answer. Yeah. Literally, no matter how old you are, if you're 40, 50, yeah. you still got another 40, 50 years to live. You're not too, never too old. Exactly. No way. Because, like, when I started Mental Health Experience, literally all it was was me going on to like um, hashtags like mental health awareness, finding a photo that I liked, screenshotting and just re uploading it. Yep. I did that for about two years straight. Yep. Like, I didn't show on my face or anything, but then eventually it grew into like what it is today. And yeah. I never would have knew. I never would have got to where I am now if I never just took that first step. Yeah, bro. Yeah. A lot of people do get stuck at that first step. Yeah. You just got to take it. Gotta take <laughs> it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, wrapping this up, brother, like, have you got any closing words you like for our listeners here? Uh, I guess the biggest thing that points out in my mind right now is just fucking take action. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, just take action. Fucking get after it. Yeah, good yeah. or bad. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's um that's such a good takeaway as well. And I want to say another takeaway that you said before as well that I think it was a very good thing that you said. You said you're not doing it by yourself, you're doing it for yourself mm. as well. And I feel like that is such a small wording, but a big meaning behind it like that. That might be the um, name of this podcast. So. Mm, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, cheers for coming on, brother. Where can everyone find you? Uh, Rocker, Rookity, everywhere. Everywhere, cool. Just jump in the bio for the potty. It'll be linked everywhere. I'll chuck in all your um, links for YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and all those things. But um, yeah, I appreciate everyone tuning in today. Hope he's um, hope he's got a lot of value out of it. I enjoyed this conversation a lot, and we'll catch us back for the next episode. Lotus, cheers.